Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Monster Dear Monster, a podcast where we explore monsters from their folkloric beginnings to modern interpretations. Uh, However, uh, this is a Leonard episode, so we're throwing all (laughs) that out the window, as is my custom, and talking about a horrible children's film... Uh, and by horrible, I don't mean the quality, I mean the scarring that it'll leave for your kids. Uh, <laughs> and I am joined today by my two co-hosts, Dave. I'm back. Yay. And Cameron. Hello again. I made it two weeks in a row. That's... <laughs> <laughs> The stars have realigned. It's amazing. Uh, yes, apparently the portal opened. Cameron can can speak with us once again. Mm. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he would step out. Cameron stepped out of the nah, portal. Nah. Hello. Uh, and a year has passed. No Elden Ring and news today is brought to me. We're covering uh, a, 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 a classic that's near and dear to my heart. I know. I know. You've you've probably heard that two podcasts in a row since the last movie we covered was also another uh, uh, childhood favorite of mine, <laughs> where Dorothy right. gets sent to a psych ward. Uh, but no, today we are covering the 1990, no, no, 1989 <laughs> uh, animated Little Nemo film, which was a fascinating collaboration between a uh, Japanese uh, anime company and some American producers and animators. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Thoughts? Guys, before we yes, there was a a lot, a lot, yep, a lot going on with that. And yes, Leonard has a a large heart. He's a big-hearted man, (laughs) so there's room for all of the classics, not just the two, because I'm sure more will pop up. Oh Oh, yeah, I mean, we've had like a mystical unicorn Mm. traveling through puppet world and and murder and murdering an evil puppet. Let's not forget, did yep. He didn't make it. He killed him. Oh, oh, and also, um, um, Ash Lake was in that movie. Less, less <laughs> yes. we forget. Um, <laughs> um, hey, guess what? Um, there are also Dark Souls set pieces in Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. So we'll get into that later. <laughs> but before that, uh, it is time to go over our fun. List of legendary Slavic creatures. I, I know everybody. I know everyone missed it. Mm-hmm. We were waiting for it so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Dave, how about you pick a uh, a monster and and tell somebody to read about it and tell someone to. <laughs> All right, guests that are on the show. Will you read to me this thing? No, there's no other guests. There's just us. Um, Cameron, <laughs> could you regale yes. us with the tales of the Brusno dragon? It's probably a short one. The, 
Brusno Dragon. Oh boy. Um, the Brusno Dragon, also known as Brosnia, is a lake monster which in Russian folklore is said to inhabit Lake Brosno near Andreapol in western Russia. It is described as resembling a dragon and is the subject of a number of regional legends, some said to date back to the 13th century. Uh, many people treat its existence skeptically and say that the creature may be a mutant beaver or a giant pike of 100 to 150 years of age. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It's, I- mutant it's either beaver. a mutated or a very old fish. <laughs> and and now I fuse those things together in my mind and it just turned into the creature from the host. So, it's well, there's, completely- mm. <laughs> there's even another fusion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. others conjecture that groups of wild boars and elks cross the lake from time to time, and sightings of them are what have inspired the tale. <laughs> you just see a half dozen elk heads sticking up out of the water. That is pretty monstrous, I guess. Um, there are some more scientific hypotheses concerning the Brosnia. One of them is a gas version, saying that when hydrogen sulfide comes up from the lake bottom, it makes the water boil up, this boiling in turn resembling a dragon head but the amount of hydrogen sulfide must be considerable to produce this effect. Other versions say there is a volcano that makes ejections on the water surface from time to time. It's well known that there are several fractures at the bottom of the lake, the depth and direction of which cannot be defined. It is not ruled out that the volcano crater is inside one of the fractures, uh, this explaining why the volcano, if it exists, has not yet been discovered. Um... Fishermen say that the underwater world of Lake Brosno has a structure of several levels. From time, uh, various fish, burbots and yellow perch, can be found in the lake, as well as herring. Uh, for example, herring can be found in a lake in Peño district in the Tver region. Some consider it strange that sea fish may live in a, the lake at all. Um, the phenomenon of Brosnia can be explained from the physical point of view. Huge shoals of smelt are reflected on the water surface through refraction of light, and produce the effect of a huge reptile head beneath the water. Physicists say that any mirage appears in hot weather. Indeed, witnesses say that they come across the Brosnia in summer. However, the origins of the rumors of this strange monster remain a mystery. <laughs> um, these rumors have existed for several centuries. One legend says that the lake monster scared to death the Tatar-Mongol army that headed for Novgorod in the 13th century. <laughs> uh, Batu Khan stopped the troops on the side of Lake Brosno to rest. Horses were allowed to drink from the lake, but when the horses ventured down to it, a huge roaring creature emerged from the water and started devouring horses and soldiers. The Batukan troops were so terrified that they turned back, and Novgorod was saved. Old legends also describe an enormous mouth devouring fishermen. Chronicles mention a sand mountain that appeared on the lake surface from time to time. According to another legend, some Varangians wanted to hide stolen treasure in the lake. When they approached a small island on it, a dragon came to the surface from the lake and swallowed the island up. It was rumoured in the 18th and 19th centuries that the giant creature emerged on the lake's surface in the evening, but immediately submerged when people approached. It is said during World War II, the beast swallowed up a German airplane. <laughs> um, there are witnesses who say they chance to see Brostia walking in the water, and locals say that it turns boats upside down and has to do with the disappearances of people in the area. Uh, it is a Russian Loch Ness monster, basically. <coughs> this was fun. This is a good one. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, who's next? Uh, I got to pick someone, right? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember how things go. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good at things, I swear. Uh, Leonard, tell me about the Indrik. Oh, dear. <laughs> the Indrik. <clears throat> the Indrik beast is a famous beast. Thank you. Uh, the king, the <laughs> king of all animals who lives on a mountain known as the Holy Mountain, where no other foot may tread. When it stirs, the earth trembles. The word Idrik is a distorted version of the Russian war- word uh, ir- iron- ir- idr- Idrino-rog? Nope. It's yeah, a unicorn. Yeah, it's enough. a unicorn. It's a That's unicorn. what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, the Indrik is described as a gigantic bull with legs of a deer. The head of a horse, well then it's n- not a bull mm. at that point, mm. uh, and the enormous horn, and an enormous horn on its snout, making it vaguely similar to a rhinoceros. <laughs> the Russian folklore <laughs> creature gives its name to a uh, synonym, uh, ooh, do you want, do you want to help with this one? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, a a synonym synonym of Paraceratherium, uh, the Indricotherium. the the biggest land mammal to ever live. Nice. <laughs> so it's just a rhino. Yeah. It's a rhino. Yeah, it, it it's a Russian rhino. A rhino with legs that could not support the bulk of its body. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the legs of a fawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of wobbles. So we're so lith. Mm. All right, and Dave. Wait, I no. Yes, Dave. Yes. This is you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. We we skip it one week and it just ejects from it all just of our brain. Fell apart. It oh. just it just <laughs> literally just slid out of all of our ears. Um, uh, Dave, will you uh, do Lady Midday? I will give it a shot. Thank you, Leonard. Polutsna, Polutnitsa, there we go, is a mythical character common to the Slavic countries of Eastern Europe. She is referred to as Polutnika in Polish, something else in Serbian, Bulgarian, and Russian. Polnitz in Czech, uh, Poldnica in Slovak, and probably something similar in Upper Serbian. Sor- Sorbian. Um, it, it goes on. Um, Polutna, Pol, mm. Poludnica is a noon demon in Slavic mythology. She can refer to in English as Lady Midday Noon Wraith. Uh, we've heard that before. Or Noon mm. Witch. She was usually <laughs> pictured as a young woman dressed in white that roamed field bounds. She assailed folk working at noon, causing heat strokes and aches in the neck. Sometimes she even caused madness. Mm. Poludnica, who makes herself evident in the middle of hot summer days, takes the form of whirling dust clouds and carries a scythe or shears. That's pretty cool. Um, or horrifying. Mm. Uh, if it's 
<laughs> present and coming at you. Uh, most likely, these shears would be of an older style, not akin to modern scissors. She will stop people in the field and ask them difficult questions or engage them in conversation, which is likewise frightening. If anyone fails to mm. answer a question or tries to change the subject, she will cut off their head and strike them with illness. <laughs> This also reminds okay. me of other creatures we've covered. Um, <laughs> she may appear as an old hag, a beautiful woman, or a 12-year-old girl. And she was useful in scaring children away from valuable crops. She is only seen on the hottest part of the day and is a personification of a sunstroke. In Vendish mythology, Pritzpolnika uh, is known as... Mittagsfrau, Lady Midday, um, among German speakers of Eastern Germany's Lustania. Lusatia. Uh, and is now the only German-speaking... It is now only German-speaking parts of what used to be large and old. Okay. Um, farther north and in west, uh, in predominantly Slavic-speaking areas of Germany, particularly the state of Brandenburg, a related mythological spirit appears to be the Rogen Mum, the Lady of the Rye, that makes children disappear when they search for flowers among the tall grain plants on hot summer days. In the Altmark, in the Rogen Mum, uh, that will abduct <laughs> ill-behaved children. And in the region around Lindenberg, uh, the low Saxon name of this bugbear, so it's now also a bugbear, <laughs> is Kornvief. Um, it's formerly mm. spelled Kornvief, meaning woman of the corn or lady of the green plants. See also mm. the noon witch, which we won't see also yeah. the noon witch at this time. <laughs> or you can see also the witcher. Yeah. Um, because the yes. noon, noon witch does appear. Or <laughs> noon, noon ghost or noon something. Noon right. Yeah. Noon right, yes. So that I think be. it's noon right, yeah. yeah. Which is this. This is this. Mm. Lady Midday. We've learned something slightly new. <laughs> yes, I do. I do like that she can also be whirling dust clouds, basically yeah. filled with scythes. So that's <laughs> all she is. Oh, you shears. mean like you mean like the, you mean like that murder barn at the end of Twister? <laughs> yes, uh, or the exactly um, Murgo's wet nurse. Yes, there we go. There we go. That's yeah. what I was imagining. <laughs> but in the daytime. In a field. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's nice that it's nice when they switch it up and it's not always at night. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta <laughs> accost people during the middle of the day too, if you're gonna be a real oh, monster. Yeah. People well, gotta yes. be afraid at all times. Keep the kids away from the crops and watch out for heat stroke. Those <laughs> yep. are important, both of those things. Mm, definitely, and don't and don't engage with conversation with anyone. That is that's my that's my number one. That's my <laughs> number that's one life role. Strangers holding shears in the middle of a There's field. No basis for a system of government. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she just lobbed shears at you. <sighs> All right, and that has been. The three legendary Slavic creatures of the week. Mm. All right. 
It's time to get into it. It's time <laughs> to talk about Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, a film mm. that was in development hell for over a decade. Uh, somehow has everybody that you love, I'm just going to make that statement, uh, it mm. was somebody, somebody was involved, somebody who made something that you loved was involved in the production of this film, and, mm. um, and, uh, it also had a wacky release date and was a surprise. It's it's a childhood favorite of mine, so it was obviously a box office bomb. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you know, you, we don't know of these things as children. I I, I, I no. watched the crap, the ever loving crap, out of this as a kid, like over and over and mm. over. The VHS probably no longer works if I. <laughs> I might still have it somewhere. Yes. So, as you um, just heard, uh, Dave and I are very familiar with this film. Cameron, however, yep. once again, to my <laughs> absolute glee, uh, is 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 viewing this f- f- film uh, for the first time. Yep. That this is becoming a habit, but it's one that I don't mind. Um, I'm really enjoying getting exposed to these things that I'm just a little bit too young to have had in my childhood like oh, oh also things just never come to australia as far as i can tell but right you know th- this came out just a couple of years before i was born so by the time i was able to watch a vhs it was probably wasn't really super in the public eye so i'm getting to experience a whole a whole new realm of interesting childhood trauma <laughs> that yep. i didn't that i didn't get to have growing up and so thank you for this development <laughs> Uh, uh, Dave, do you, uh, did, did you, um, I know I'm hosting, but did you pull up some, some information on this film, as, so we can talk about its, its production a little before we get into, uh, the breakdown? Uh, I do have some things pulled. So, originally, this is based off of a comic strip by Windsor McKay, um, and that was quite, quite a mini few years ago so the, the comic strip ran from 1905 to 1914 um there may have been a brief uh bit in 1924 and 26 um windsor mckay uh, had passed away in 1934 so slightly after the last mm. run of the little nemo um these comic strips are you can find them in collections they're uh, in printed collections However, they are astronomically priced at this current time, so I had intended to uh, take a look at them, but I also do not have a spare 150 just lying around for some comic books. <laughs> but if I did, I would have fair. maybe picked them up. But to be fair, at this point, yes. we So we don't have that. Uh, he did do a, um, a short, I think it's a four-minute, it's a very short animated segment, um... Uh, of Little Nemo for a film, um, because he was also a cartoonist and animator, uh, and it shows it showcases the characters moving. So that would have been very cool um, at the time. That's pretty much what I've got, at least as far as Winter McKay is concerned. All right. 
So that's a little primer on little Nemo. And hey, if mm. you're you're of a certain age, a, a a an an upper age of which I am I am slowly ascending to, uh you might think to yourself, my little Nemo, I remember there being a NES video game back in the day. <laughs> yes, that little Nemo video game is somehow a movie tie-in. With with a <laughs> film that was released a year after the game in America <laughs> and was released four uh three years after the Japan after the film was released in Japan because uh, once again mm. Little Nemo is a uh, international collaboration and it kind of shows <laughs> um, um, mm. it's gorgeously animated. It's fairly light on story, but man, it's it's pretty, and and the voice acting's pretty good. Not not pretty good, actually, mm. really good. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, the uh, production company we was Tokyo uh, Movie uh, Shinsha. Um, I believe were they the company that made Akira? I feel so I feel so bad asking that question because I feel like I should know. <laughs> I, I don't believe so, but if you give me two okay. seconds, I will find out. Maybe they did some mm. work on Akira, um, but once again, if you are of a certain age, um, after the release of this movie, uh, they also uh, helped on a lot of American uh, animated television shows uh uh tiny toon adventures animaniacs and um batman the animated series they did work for all of those uh television Mm. shows and actually watching this movie again and and watching the animation yes there is i can see um especially a lot of the uh squash and stretch stuff um does look exactly like the type of squash and stretch animation in uh, Tiny mm. Toons and Animaniacs. So uh, that's a little fun fact. Also, um, uh, before I go on, does anybody want to chime in with with anything? So this um, this particular animation company, they have been in the business for quite a long time. They are still active. Uh, a lot of the, many of their notable titles will be things such as um, several of the Lupin films and TV mm. series. Um, yeah, they also did uh, the Shin Tetsujin uh, Twenty Eight, um, Ashita no Joe. These are all ah. um, God Mars Space Cobra. That's a favorite of mine. Uh, <laughs> Super Dimension Century Orgus. Cat's Eye, God Mazinger, um, Sherlock Hound. So that that made it overseas. Um, as did, I believe, the Treasure Island um, TV series. Um, they worked on Magic Knight Ray Earth. That's a larger title as well. And some of the Detective Conan um, Case Closed series again. And and there's there's quite a few other ones. But um, yeah, yeah, they're still they're still going, or at least they were. Um, mm. Two thousand Angel Heart, Kenichi Master Disciple. Yep, they're still they're still doing stuff. So mm. that's good. Um, a lot of times you you mm. you'll pull up these 
uh, older videos and then realize the companies are now defunct. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, particularly from the 80s. There's just too many mm. were swallowed up by other larger corporations or just didn't make it. Um, but yeah, this this particular studio was founded in 1946 uh, and has wow. been under Tokyo Movie, Tokyo Movie Shinsha, and then TMS Kyokuchi Corporation. Um, mm. They're just TMS Entertainment right now. All right. Yeah. Wow. Um, Interesting stuff. Yes, mm. yes, and and just to quickly go through uh, some of the names that some of the high profile names that were attached to this project, uh, we've got uh, George Lucas, uh, Chuck mm-hmm. Jones, Ray Bradbury, yep. Brad yep. Bird, Chris Columbus, <laughs> uh, uh, Hayato Miyazaki, who worked for yep. TMS at the time. So yep. this is and... Studio Ghibli adjacent. Um, yep, and uh, Miyazaki. Shows... <laughs> yeah, Mi- Miyazaki has a quote here in the um in a part of the Wikipedia thing saying uh he he is later described in his involvement in this film as quote the worst experience he has ever been through. Yeah, that sounds like Miyazaki. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Anime was a mistake. <laughs> um. Just yeah, so many people of importance in in uh children's and animated film and just film in general yes <laughs> you, you really know crazy you know brad bird that guy that directed a bunch of pixar movies and also a mm. mission impossible film yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man um all right i'm excited i'm very uh, as mm. as always as always i'm chomping at the bit uh to hear what cameron thinks about this thing <laughs> that i was watching as a little tyke repeatedly because <laughs> it's just a little window into oh yeah there we go that's let's just connect yep. the dots and that's how leonard happened yep yep I, I'm beginning to get a more complete picture of how you came to be who you are today. <laughs> how, how I how I formed. I, I I surrounded myself in a chrysalis of of weird uh, child anachronistic fantasy, and this is what emerged. Yes. Oh, One and day we'll as an, a, an addendum, um, mm. Tokyo Movie Shinsha, which wasn't on their filmography, weird, um, but they did do the work on Akira. Okay, so that, that was that oh, was, that was well, not mistaken. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Cameron, um, Mm. tell us about Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. So, this movie is difficult to describe. My overall impression is I suffered through the uncanny valley in a film that should not be physically able to produce that effect. (laughs) Um, but I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I, I don't know, just some, something about this jarred with my sense of what animated faces should look like, maybe, a little <laughs> bit. And it was it was really quite viscerally disturbing to me <laughs> throughout certain parts of the film. But also, um, I, I did a few tweets while I was doing this, and one tweet was, this movie has now become Labyrinth Meets the Thing, and I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> um, it it's coming from you, Leonard, and... <laughs> I, I love you, so take this as a compliment. I knew there was gonna it was gonna change from this beautiful, cheery thing it was trying to be at some point. 
Uh, and when it did, it it tilted pretty hard. Um, <laughs> honestly, it, it's a pretty great film. Um, it's very much a film of like the I would I would say more the early eighties than the late eighties uh, because you know most of the production was done before the release. Um, well, all the uh, it's words all the production was done before the release, of course. Uh, uh, uh. Um, but it it is fun. It is really interesting to look at. It is beautiful in a lot of its scenes. Um, as you said, it's a little light on the story. You know, things are kept simple. Uh, apparently there are three pilot versions of this film just <laughs> hanging around out there. It, again, it went through a very troubled developmental period. Um, but overall, as an experience, I can highly recommend this. Um <laughs> It's worth it for it's worth it for a relaxing, mildly psychotic Saturday afternoon, which is where I ended up with this. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it without starting to dive into detail. So I'll let other people give their overall impressions first. <laughs> Dave, you are not a stranger to this movie, much like myself. <laughs> This is correct. It's a strange movie, but I am no stranger. Uh, I, I will tack on. There is a live action film from 1984 directed by Arnaud Singlach. Uh, it's called Nemo or Dream One. Oh. It's starring Jason Connery, Harvey Keitel, and Carol uh, Bouquet. <laughs> yes. What? Um, <laughs> this is direct from the, the Wikipedia entry. It involves a little boy called Nemo who wears pajamas and travels to a fantasy world. But otherwise, the connection to McKay's strip is a loose one. The fantasy world is a dark and dismal beach, and Nemo encounters characters from other works of fiction rather than those from the original strip. Instead of Flip or the Princess, Nemo meets Zorro, Alice, and Jules Verne's Nautilus. Led by Captain mm. Nemo. Uh, I actually want to watch it. I wonder if it's like a trash fire or if it's actually like interesting. <laughs> it's probably hard to track down. I, I yeah, feel that it's difficult to find. So. But I'll, I'll maybe <laughs> give know. that a go. There is mm. a live action um, adaptation uh, that was just announced in January of this year. Oh wow! Really? It really? Is net, net, yes, it is a Netflix exclusive and will be directed by Francis Lawrence. <laughs> I will have to look oh, up man. Francis Lawrence. I don't know. Uh, okay, he directed Constantine, actually, oh. and and I Am Legend, uh, three of the Hunger Games wow. films, and Red Sparrow. Okay, I yeah, I'm kind of down for that. Um, yeah. However, it could be it, interesting. Uh, however, it's the wrong word. It, sw- it features a gender swapped version uh, named uh, of the title character. So it's Nima, mm. the Adventures of Nima, I ah. suppose. And uh, mm. our, our large friend Jason Momoa will star as a radically altered version of Flip, who is described as a nine foot tall creature that is half man, half beast, and shaggy fur with long curved tusks. The plot will wow. center on Nima and Flip traveling Slumberland in search of the former's father. Uh, hmm. Interesting. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that, but I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's also a really cool <laughs> opera. I think that was done in two separate casts of children in November of 2012. Um, there's been other adaptations. There's been a few other adaptations um, in the past, um, filmic wise, and yeah. So the the I think. 
as with Leonard, um, the release of the NES game was two years. Mm. It's after the game's released in Japan. Um, and there was an arcade uh, release as well in 1990. So I think by the time I had seen this, because I was in Germany, so we got stuff a little bit mm. later, um, I think I had played the game first and then watched the movie. Mm-hmm. It's how I feel the order of things went. Yeah, that's that. Right. That's yeah. the order that I remember as well. <laughs> Thinking like, so, oh wow, they made yeah. a made a animated <laughs> film based off of this Capcom video game. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, this, look, this looks really close to the box art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't usually happen. Oh, uh, I think in general impression of the of the movie as a whole. Um, it went pretty much as I, I I watched this enough that again, ha- having not had seen it in well over twenty years, twenty five years, I don't know. It's been a long time. Mm. Um, I could predict or like say the dialogue before it happened most of the time. <laughs> like I didn't remember the exact overall plot, but when they started talking, I like knew what was going to happen. Right. Uh, mm. It ended. Well, we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching this again. It was a nice um, flashback. I, I This is a film that I tried to get my nephew to watch with me. He's um, mm. six years old. So I oh. felt it would age appropriate. <laughs> he just did not engage with it. Um, that's fine. But mm. my, my brother, who's a few years younger than I am, uh, also watch this because I probably would have made him yeah. watch it. Uh, and so yeah. we watched this again <laughs> and then it was the same kind of like sort of nostalgia where he was remembering parts of it. Um, so that, that was, that was fun. Mm. Uh, that was nice to, it's, it's the same vein of this where we were kind of discussing it as, as things were happening and then sort of started to pick apart the plot because that's not hard to do mm. in this particular film. But yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was nostalgic. I enjoyed uh, going back through it and um, having a uh, a different view on it. it's one of the it's another film where it works on a few different levels. Like it's it's, it's, it's by and large it's still aimed at kids. There's not like yeah. a lot of meta context that would be picked up by adults. Um, there's maybe a little bit, but it's. Uh, as an adult and watching this, you can see where there may have been other iterations because it feels like it just kind of picks up in the middle of things and it's taking a lot of assumptions. Yes. And as a kid, you just gloss over all that. Like it's just the adventures. Yeah. He's just doing a thing. And then there's a lot more going on where it's like, "Mm, I don't, I think they stitched a lot of things together. Yes. The third version of this just, they're like, well, look, we're done. We need something. We spent a lot of money probably on this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let's try to recoup it. Not happening, but you know, that's the business. Yes, this this film cost $35 million to make in, in uh, 89. The 80s. Like, yeah. In 80s money. <laughs> so. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's really expensive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
This is this is a great <laughs> one. Um, and yeah, Dave, I absolutely understand where uh, you're coming from. Where it feels like this might have been the uh, the conglomeration of three different versions of this movie being stitched together. Um, mm. And in its own little weird way, if you if you're if you're uh, I was watching this again, and there's a lot of um, dis. I would call disjointed scene transitions and mm. uh i just what i every time one of those occurred i just thought to myself well yeah it's a dream it uh, there's no like logical progression like it ha- that that's how how it feels like dreams work like you you just cut from one scene to the next and and there's like no need for real travel time because that's not what's happening in your head. So I kind of hmm. added like this little meta narrative for myself <laughs> uh, where I just said, yep, just cut to this because Nemo's just suddenly there, um, which makes a lot of the weirdness about the progression of time in this film um, slightly more palatable, I think. Mm. They, and they established that from like the, like the get go. Yes. Like this film opens yeah. with that and you're left with like an unreliable narrator basically because you're framing everything through Nemo's point of view. He's the one experiencing all of it and so are we as the the viewer and he can't rely on his own senses. Yes. Like um, that it, which... it's, it's a it's a nebulous concept from the start. Uh, and it continues that way, I think, the entire time, which is, it's good that they did that, but it makes it tough because then you are dream-logicking everything. Yes. Uh, yep. <laughs> you sure do. So, yeah, let's get into that opening because, man, that kind of sets the tone for the entire film. It is the opening of this movie is a microcosm of, of the entire film. Uh, so, Cameron... You, uh, mm. uh, so yeah, can you, can you give <laughs> us the, uh, this, this opening so we can get into this? Oh, um, <clears throat> so we've got our young character, Nemo, a little boy in his Jimmy Jams, you know, and he's just, he's dreaming and unfortunately has what I would describe as a terrible nightmare in which a train attempts to murder and eat him. <laughs> Um, is the simplest way to put this. Um, there is a recurring theme in this film, and that is doors bursting as the evil behind them is finally unleashed. Um, but essentially he flees away from this train endlessly through a variety of dreamscapes, because again, he's having a nightmare. Sees his house, bursts inside, slams the door shut behind him. His mother is in the kitchen making a pie. And this is, I think this is why I... I think this is why my initial impression is Uncanny Valley, because his mother's just standing there in the kitchen, robotically turning a little mechanical hand whisk. <laughs> Doesn't ever respond to him at all. He, you know, opens the front door, the train's coming closer, runs and tries to grab her, runs back, the train's here, the train's here, oh god. Um, and then, you know, wakes up, falling out of his bed. The train is just his toy train on the floor, etc., etc. Um, oh, um... And, yeah... Oh man! <laughs> yeah, before before we move on from that, uh, the, mm. this opening establishes uh, something that is actually kind of important, which is that Nemo's bed is it can fly. 
um, mm. because oh, yeah. of course. Uh, he takes off on a a, a a a sky a nighttime sky journey to mm. um, uh, 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 through his dreams before he mm. uh, um, passes through a cloud bank and into a Dark Souls level. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, a a like really beautifully like real beautiful background of like this destroyed like turn of the 20th century um uh city with skyscrapers and towers and a giant moon looming in the background uh mm. and this is sets up like a uh, another uh thing that a uh, reoccurring theme in the movie, which is that uh, dreams can uh, shift into nightmares at, uh, on the turn of a dime. And as soon as mm. he passes into the city, it shifts into the nightmare, and that's where the, the train comes in. But I do really want to uh, hammer home on how uncomfortable the scene with the mom is, because mm. they frame it really... Like, it's framed like a horror movie. Like a horror he's movie. he's screaming for yeah. her and holding the door closed, and you only see her from the, from the back. And then they do mm. a really quick cut where the camera's facing towards her, but her head is out of frame, so you never see yeah. her face during the entire thing. <laughs> and it is legitimately like like that. It's it that is a horror movie like yeah. sequence right yeah. there. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yes. Little Nemo, our little Nemo, uh, falls out of bed and his mother admonishes him uh, for what she suspects, uh, him stealing pie in the middle of the night, which causes him to have nightmares. This is uh, never stated, but it is implied to be a reoccurring theme with him. Mm. Um, And, uh, hey, Cameron... (laughs) Uh, mm. who's who's Nemo's best friend? Let's talk about <laughs> Nemo's buddy. <laughs> Nemo's best friend is Icarus, a little flying squirrel who wears a motorcycle helmet. Uh, <laughs> a period-appropriate motorcycle helmet, of course. <laughs> um, and to the best of my memory, his name does not really apply to his character development there. Icarus as the squirrel, never really flies too close to the sun. I was kind of expecting him to, but, um, no, he's just a very steadfast, argumentative little guy. Yes. Uh, and, <laughs> he's a real character. He's uh, good. And I really uh, appreciate that they forego the, this, this animal buddy can talk. Um, it mm. just, it's, it's, it's voice act. Uh, Icarus is voice acted, but he just makes uh, squirrely, squeaky animal yeah. noises uh, because yeah. Speak, uh, speaking of while this while this this movie is a fantasy, there we have to ground some stuff in reality. <laughs> there um, are limits, damn it! <laughs> and uh, uh, and Nemo is excited because surprise. The circus is in town. Uh, it's also worth mm. mentioning that this movie is uh, is, is set in New York. You see New York yep. many times, um, and this is like at the turn of the t- clearly at the turn of like the twentieth century. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. Is, they they it kept is it appropriate a, to the comic strip era. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Close enough, anyway. Also, um, once again, all of the uh, all of the anime, um, pretty much all of the animation in this film is gorgeous. Uh, we get a real mm. lovely taste of it during uh, this uh, uh, circus parade sequence, where we are uh, real world introduced to all of our characters. Um, mm-hmm. but all all of, Wizard all of, of Oz. The, yep. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, which is neat, and uh, the ringmaster invites Nemo to uh, stand on his horse as he walks down the street, <laughs> uh, and and Nemo is very excited for uh, the circus. Um, Dave, uh, yes. how pretty is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it, they do a really good job with the color palette. It's um yeah. It's it's it's, it's bordering on like pastels. So mm. it feels like <coughs> the maybe the the limited color set of an older comic. Mhm. Um, yeah. but yeah. they they use that to its full extent. Um one thing about the very the the, the prologue dream sequence. So when I watch this again, uh not like uh, obviously not understanding the, the amount of work that this production company has also done. Um, I was immediately uh, reminded of the dream sequence in Akira, uh, where, where mm. all the toys come alive. Because in the beginning, before, as he's falling asleep, his toys kind of start gliding across the floor toward the bed. And then it, yeah. just, it just switches to the dream sequence. Mm. Um, so that is... Uh, Obviously appropriate because that's what they, I guess, storyboarded the Akira mm. scene off of. Having really? Already done really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's great. That's real. That's a real fun bit of information. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes the 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 general art direction of this, uh, regardless of any story issues. Um, or scripting uh, is yeah, it's very well done. Um, the it was so he's when he's flying in his bed. Uh, there's there's a really good sense of that, and mm-hmm. the the moments when the so another conceit that this gives is when the nightmare when it transitions from dream to nightmare. Any mm-hmm. uh, any abilities you may have had while in the dream are like disrupted. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what the, the term what the mental turmoil of the nightmare is. So when he's flying in his bed, when the nightmare cloud kind of takes over and mm-hmm. um, he, he slowly starts to lose like the ability to control the bed, it just starts dropping. And it's um, th- because of the art direction and how they frame that it ends up like, mm-hmm. I, d- I don't have vertigo, but if you did, it would give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. There's definitely yeah. like long shots of falling down through um, all these skyscrapers, uh, and, and uh, there's a lot to do with water, and I don't yes. know why. But there's a lot of times where they subvert mm. the notion of if you fall into water and you go under water, you're just in. So I would say that's layers of the dream. Yep. If yeah. If I have to, if I have to think about it, you're in a deeper <laughs> layer of the dream. 
and it's oh, it's just transitioned from being underwater to that was <laughs> that was just a sort of portal. It's bloodborne. And it's all bloodborne. You're, you're back in the air again, but it's it's just <laughs> deeper. Did Christopher <laughs> Nolan steal the idea from Inception from Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland? Maybe. Well, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's what I would say about the part leading up yeah. to the circus parade, which is uh, it's a, a fun novel little thing. And that, that, that draws mm-hmm. me back to not only watching this as in my childhood, but the parades we would get in the city that I, or the town that I lived in would do um, various annual parades, uh, which looked a lot like this um, to, to, to be, mm. to be clear. Huh, Definitely that's... people in on horses and um, they would be throwing candies and confetti. And it looked like this. So it was, yeah. It was, it was uh, relate like, Exactly relatable to my childhood. <laughs> um, so Nemo's excited. He wants to go to the circus as any turn mm-hmm. of the century youth would. But alas, his mother's upset because he keeps sneaking pies at night. And his father <laughs> is a father in a piece of media made for children produced from between the late 80s to mid 90s he's too busy and he has to go to work this is every this is every father in every piece of children's media gotta go to work tomorrow uh to which nemo responds but you always say that and i'm like oh Oh. yep there we go that's that's where we go that's where we but uh and then we immediately cut we don't need that scene anymore. It's over. <laughs> We've established what needed to be established. Um, now we're yeah. establishing something else. And Cameron, <laughs> what is that something else? Well, that something else that we need is that um, <laughs> Nemo is a troubling child and does not care about any promise he makes because pie. Um, and also, again... Lock the door, out of the way. Who cares about the real world? Because it turns out Professor Genius is here. (laughs) I love that his name is Professor Genius. I forgot Um, that his name was Professor Genius. And when I remembered (laughs) that his name was Professor Genius, I immediately smiled and said, Oh, right, I forgot. Professor Genius is the best name ever. Well, he's a professor, and he's also a genius, so you can call him Professor yeah. Genius. Professor Genius, exactly. He's so great. Exactly. I, I, I yeah. ironically really love Professor Genius. I just like his mustache. <laughs> yeah, he's got the very, very mm. uh, uh, classic chops into stash. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and he's here on an important mission. The King of Slumberland, Morpheus, and his... Uh, daughter Princess Camille have personally requested that Nemo come join them on a uh, on a special visit, and um, he, Nemo's interested in the idea of being invited by royalty. But there's one problem, which is uh, he's apparently some kind of raging misogynist. Uh, princesses <laughs> mean girls, and girls are someone he cannot hang out with, pos- ever, possibly, never, impossible, never at all, um, and, until it is stated that she gave him a gift of delicious cookies to which he 
immediately exclaims, I love princesses. I love guns. <laughs> yep. And I really love cookies. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He just wants that sweet. He has a, he has a problem. He has a sugar problem. Mm. He's he got that, that sweet He craves cheese. that fix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's a Judge Dredd crossover somewhere there. Oh. <laughs> there's, there, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a train spotting parody somewhere there, too. So. Mm. Mm. Um, and uh, so they off they go off to Slumberland by uh, by the most dreamlike of conveyances, the dirigible. Yes, um, that that yes. that that is the equivalent of of a a Hummer limo. It is the air equivalent mm. of a Hummer limo with like yep. ground lights, <laughs> with undercarriage lights. That's what this dirigible yep. is. It is the party Absolutely. dirigible. It has spotlights. <laughs> It's, it's the party barge, and it's also um, conveniently mm. one that he has an exact re- replica of uh, in his room. Yes. 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 <laughs> Creativity is dead. Everything is stolen from somewhere. It's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Nemo boards uh, the dirigible. Um, I, oh, yes, we forgot uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. Professor Genius's assistant, Bonbon, bon, because you oh, had some God. thoughts about Bonbon. Yeah, yeah. Bonbon uh, bon has dead eyes, and every time I look at her, a part of me dies inside. <laughs> She's really, really cute. Otherwise, it's a wonderful character design, but the dead doll eyes really get me. Yes, some characters <laughs> have have eyes that are fully rendered. Bonbon only has uh, pupils. Yeah, has blue circles <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> uh, but she is. She's super sweet and adorable. And yeah, mm. if you can get past the 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 uh, clownish facial visage visage, mm. um, you can you can have some. You can enjoy your time with Bonbon. <laughs> uh, so they're off. To Slumberland, but a la- uh, the captain mm-hmm. who, uh, allows Nemo to uh, pilot the dirigible for a little bit, uh, which yep. he immediately mm-hmm. uses to assault the crew members with. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, on their way to Slumberland, they uh, run into a patch of nightmare. Um, mm. I really... So... Um, Unsurprisingly, nightmares are going to be a a concept that com- come up uh, constantly throughout this film. There is like one thing that I love about how the nightmare is in uh, is interpreted in this movie, and I I'm just going to touch on the the um, the the part that establishes it as a nightmare, which are the bizarre. To what you can only imagine are two glowing eyes uh, staring out from mm. this roiling yeah. blackness, which is something that I think is is intentional as to a character who we haven't discussed yet. But I, um, yeah, it's bad. It's an it's a it's a, it's a mm. sky nightmare, and that just me that yeah. means turbulence, and it's also apparently <laughs> can just kill everybody because everybody is oh, yeah. real upset about running into nightmare and pilot through it as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. 
Uh, yeah, I love the uh, I I love the yeah. There's some really great nightmare animation in this film that we're going to talk mm. about later. Um, but they make it through, uh, and they see the crystal cloud, which apparently mm. surrounds um, uh, Slumberland and uh, acts as a barrier against nightmares. Uh, and yeah. then uh, they pass through the crystal cloud and <laughs> into the ring city, <laughs> right, Dave? Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> It's the content that I came here for. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I'm just. I, I. I was just like. I was just like. Even like everything about it. I'm just like this. Oh, it's just the Ring City. I forgot that 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 Slumberland was was the birthplace of the Dark Soul of Man. <laughs> and that's uh, not that's not wrong either. So <laughs> I I I really I kind of I I really like the idea that 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 this is what the Ring City looked like before the bad times in Dark Souls 3. Yeah. And it's all <laughs> Nemo's fault, actually. Yep. Oh yeah. Um but uh, as they as they descend all of the resident, most of the residents of Slumberland have come out, come out to greet Nemo. And because physics don't apply in this world, because dream, yep. they are just yep. flittering and flying with hot air balloons. Uh, my favorite, I think, was like one guy on a bicycle pedaling it with balloons <laughs> attached to it. Mm, yeah. Um, and then we're introduced to. To, to to the animated the animated equivalent of my soul uh flip the mischievous tramp clown <laughs> cameron tell oh, tell, tell us about flip uh flip is an interesting uh design uh he is a fellow that you should never associate with apparently yep. um but uh he he generally seems to just be up for some mischief um but this is a two-way street, but, you know, he just flies by. Oh, what you doing there? Hey, you should come hang out with me. Oh, all boring politics. Oh, you don't want any of that. Come, come, hang out with me. I've got cigarillos. Hey, don't you love cigars, kid? <laughs> Meanwhile, he... What's, what's he flying on? <laughs> yeah, Karen, what's he riding? I'll, I'll let you know I watched this earlier today, and I don't exactly remember. Was it some kind of boat? No, it no. it is a giant crow, Cameron. Oh, of course. The, cr- the crow flap that carries him. Yes. Because that's how you get from place to place is via yes, a large crow. Flaps. And notice, 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 notice that Flip uh, has has subjugated a creature to his. Oh man, was oh mm. oh now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, is was Flip the inspiration for the, the nameless king and his Drake? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I want to see that mod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <evil> souls. <laughs> Um, so they arrive, everyone's there to, to, uh, happy, uh, they are just in the, mm. the, the throne room, once again, disjointed, this is a dream, mm. we don't need transitions, you're here now. Nope. 
Um, <laughs> and Professor Genius uh, introduces Little Nemo to King Morpheus, whose throne is turned away from him. Um, the lords uh, have abandoned their thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, so here's my favorite thing about King Morpheus' throne. Mm. I love that there is a, that it apparently has a pout setting. Which means you just turn, mm. you can just turn it away from whoever's oh, yeah. talking to yeah. you, and also <laughs> that apparently the rotation of his throne is dictated by a guard that stands at the bottom of yep. the staircase. Uh, and surprise, uh, King Morpheus is not there, and everybody mm. immediately abandons Nemo to search for the king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stay right here. It's fine. Yep. But it's not fine, because that mischievous flip <laughs> immediately... So, we'll, we'll discover that there are that there are laws and police uh, uh, mm. in, in, in Slumberland, um, but they yes. are all ineffectual, because Flip has somehow managed to infiltrate the castle, um, yep. and... <laughs> and once again, accosts Nemo for a bit of fun, uh, saying that he knows all the great places in Slumberland, mm. and immediately pulls out a map that reads Nightmare Land. <laughs> uh, of course. Not at all suspicious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he unveils a uh, hidden staircase in a a chimney. Uh, which once again you cannot you cannot convince me that that Dark Souls did not steal that steal that in some way, um, and they end up in uh, the topsy turvy room, which is super weird uh, uh, to me because that is a a late uh, late game level in Little Nemo the Dream Master, <laughs> so they clearly took this sequence, which is like all of. A minute and a half, uh, yeah. and, and turned it into an entire level in a video game. Um, <laughs> yeah, physics get get that trash out of my face. There's no physics here, uh, other than apparently <laughs> there is still downward pointing gravity because even though the mm. the tables and chairs are uh, gravitationally pulled upwards, if you step on them, your weight can cause you to cause them to dislodge um which is yeah. exactly what happens uh but fortunately <laughs> nemo finds his uh while falling nemo lands on a conveniently appearing banister and slides into uh a gigantic toy room uh yep dave who does nemo meet in the toy room Popo Shisho. <laughs> well, the he meets King Morpheus, who looks like yeah, a yeah. large, very powerful Santa Claus. Yes, um, and and has that that sweet, sweet. Some humans are just way bigger than other people. Yep. Yeah. He's a, yeah. he's a large man in every sense he, of the word. Yes, he 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 is. He is uh, Barrett Wallace uh, esque in scale. Um, yes, he he's easily like seven feet tall. 
Yep. R- riding yeah. a train yeah. that's probably too small for <laughs> Nemo to actually ride. And so it's great. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, he's, he's upset because his train isn't running properly. But Nemo, he's, he's, he's a mechanically inclined lad, helps him fix his train and, uh, and get it all, uh, up and running. Uh, unfortunately, it takes off without them. Um, so, uh, the king and Nemo need to run and cut it off and catch it again. Uh, and by run, I mean King Morpheus drags Nemo, flailing him around like a doll. <laughs> because he's yep. doll-sized to the, yes. to the king. Yes. Um, and they have a fun little train ride, which was also turned into a level in Little Nemo, the Dream Master, <laughs> and is honestly one of the most infuriating, uh, NES era video game levels I uh I actually have stored in my memory. I hate the train level. It's trash. Um still love that game though. <laughs> but yes, this is once again, once again this sequence was adapted for a action platformer and yeah, <laughs> it's very bizarre. But uh after their their magical ride, um Professor Genius uh, uh, formally introduces Nemo and King Morpheus to one another, and King Morpheus tells him uh, what the deal is, and that deal is, yo, I'm tired of this king stuff. You're gonna be the prince. <laughs> I just of wanna Slumber ride Land. trains. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna be the prince of Slumberland. Oh yeah, and play with my and, and like hang out with my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something about this um, this particular um, monarchy is it's yeah. So he he gets an heir apparent in the form of Nemo and just utterly shoves aside his daughter, who's just an yep. ornamental princess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. And. Uh, uh, and after after that, and is this when he gives Nemo? Yes, this is. Is this when he gives yeah. Nemo the key? Yes, it's yeah. the sweet yeah. skeleton key that opens every door in Dreamland, except yep. for the one door that you should not open that has yeah. this, its symbol on it. Right. <laughs> Don't use this key in its actual door. Um, yes. Why would you ever do that? Because, <laughs> because, hey, guess what? Who cares about privacy? The king, the monarch of your realm, is just going to walk into your house whenever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how. That's how he do. But like, yeah, let's let's entrust mm. this the 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 secrecy and the privacy of this entire kingdom to a small child who we know clearly can't keep a promise yes hey listen king morpheus it has who knows how long he's been doing this he he's he's, he's become addled and he just wants <laughs> to ride trains yeah uh and yeah and now king, it's kingdom time be damned yeah exactly <laughs> and now we're introduced to princess camille um man Man, this, 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 the, the set and background of this area is, is really gorgeous. I really, mm. really like it. Um, there's some really fantastic water animation. There's a shot where, yes. uh, uh, 
through a fountain where water, one of those uh, steepled fountains where water is pouring down over the side, and uh, they animate a, a distorted Nemo and Icarus walking behind uh, that that curtain of water, and that is just mm, gorgeous. Uh, Camille uh, is is playing a harp uh, once again. Uh, re, re, re-establishing that, that, um, uh, royal, female royal figures in fantasy at this time really liked playing stringed instruments as Mumby yeah. from Return to Oz enjoyed her <laughs> lute. Yes. Uh, uh, Camille... Uh, is is not impressed with Nemo. He's in his pajamas. Uh, the invitation was for him alone, and he brought his rat. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, thus prompting the best interaction in the entire film. Are we, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, where... <laughs> Uh, Nemo, Nemo, uh, basically tells her, yo, you, yo, you invited me in the middle of the night, this is, I'm not wearing underwear, this, these are my pajamas, I did exactly what you asked, and now it's not good enough for you, and she's like, alright, I guess that's fair, I guess I was a jerk (laughs) about this, um, and Nemo says, don't apologize to me, apologize to my rat, which, of course, does not, <laughs> makes Icarus highly displeased, and he turns his back, and as Nemo attempts to apologize to him by grasping him, he just hops out of the way, <laughs> which is real fantastic, yeah. um, like, the least amount of movement to keep you from doing the thing <laughs> that you want to do. <laughs> Until uh, he finally climbs on a uh, on on a fountain, and Nemo says, "Well, yes. I'm just going to get you," causing them both to <laughs> tumble. And hey, surprise! Princess Camille is the one to catch the the both of them, which is mm. is actually kind, of, which is actually really cool. Um, you know. Yeah. Um. So yes, they uh then we have a long sequence of them enjoying the wonders of <laughs> Slumberland and that yep. consists of riding a uh, a chariot uh yep. that does not have wheels but it instead has four goats where the wheels would be <laughs> uh and also apparently has a horn that is just a bullfrog with an incredibly deep voice screaming. Yep. <laughs> um so Cameron this entire sequence mm. it's it, I mean it's all fluff it has nothing to do with the plot but it's fun yeah. right Oh it's incredibly fun the friendly vegan crocogators yes love them <laughs> It's yeah, it's just it's a nice dreamy adventure part of this movie which is again fits the film very well you know this this is the part of the movie <coughs> where you know, not it's not important, but it's the, it's the, your brain making a nice, pretty picture for your for well for itself. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, explore the beauty the beauties of slumberland and forget that nightmares exist, and um, you know, just enjoy yourself because as soon as we're done with this uh, gorgeous place, we drop you off the carriage and it's time to study. Yeah, I will interject. Uh, 
because this yes. was the most mm. frightening sequence to me when they are attached into their little orbs with just their heads sticking out. Oh, which yeah. Feels un- oh, that's so weird. It feels unsafe, children, <laughs> and you're in the sky spinning on a weird <laughs> cone top. Yeah. What if you fall? I, I, yeah. I didn't like that part. I don't think I liked it when that's I was a kid fair. either. <laughs> um, it's, yes, it's whimsical, but I was very worried about them falling off or smacking their heads yeah. into one another because there's nothing to stop you. Your arms aren't out. Mm. Um, it is kind of cool. Yeah. They get the weird butterfly wings that like dis did attach to their backs, and yeah. then mm. they they get, they get wet somewhere doing something. And they oh, have, it's they, they sit in the. Um, I did like that part where they're just kind of chilling in these big dandelion puffballs. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they got wet because the weathermen were upset that they were having so much fun, so they decided oh, yes. to turn on the rain. <laughs> yes. Uh. Um, which is, con- it, which is once again conceptually horrifying that there are just, there's a c- cabal of people in the sky that are like, <laughs> oh, look at them. They're having so I mean, much fun. Too much the fun. <laughs> Rain. <laughs> uh, yes. yes, and and hey, guess what? You, yeah, you were you're the heir apparent, but you gotta learn how to be a prince. And we get so this movie is weird because this movie is technically classified as a musical, even though there are essentially mm. like not ca- three right, three yeah. musical numbers. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just um, the opening, this, ending, and this. Yes. Yeah. Um Oh, and the Gloops song. No, oh, yes. We oh, were yeah. introduced to them. Um but yes, this is a song and dance number about uh Nemo having to learn proper etiquette. Uh it's <laughs> it's it's wacky and wildly animated. Mm. Uh Cameron. Um uh, <laughs> once again, as as a fresh mm. pair of eyes. Uh, for this yeah. film, this this etiquette yes. sequence musical, uh, mm. what were your thoughts when this suddenly occurred out of nowhere? Um, I wasn't incredibly surprised. It felt like it clashed a little, and I feel there's a version of this film out there that is entirely a musical, which might make this fit a little better. Right. Um, but uh, it, it felt, again, it felt whimsical. Um, and it sort of fit within the dream logic of the world. Um, the 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 soup eating test gave me strange levels of anxiety <laughs> because he, whenever he makes a mistake, one of four people around him just goes <clears throat> and doesn't and doesn't explain what he's doing wrong. So he fixes one thing, and then he tries to, he tries to have more soup, and then they <clears throat> at him again and again and again. Are like, oh god, just tell him what he's doing wrong. He'll never learn if you don't tell him. Um, <laughs> you have to, you have to um, change you know, the, tim- the timber yeah. of the... <clears throat> just <laughs> change it a little bit so they can convey some more information. But but they don't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a collection of, like, you know, things that you might not enjoy doing but are not overly threatening. So, like, the dream throws them in there to make it, like less overall monotonous it's it's a it's a variety piece um <laughs> except for the, the except for sword fighting lessons which are entirely exciting of course yes um parry thrust slash <laughs> yes 
and then be- because it's a dream, let's let's speed it all up. Like you have to yes. be a, you, mm. have to, you have to be the heir apparent really quickly. So we're just gonna you know oh yeah make this the most efficient manner possible. Except for <laughs> we obviously didn't rehearse how to do that, and uh, it just becomes like a c- <laughs> cacophony, and all the stuff gets yeah. jammed together, and all the lessons get jammed into like one horrifying lesson plan. <laughs> <laughs> the er lesson um there is there is something that i absolutely adore uh when all of the te- etiquette of uh, when all the uh teachers have kind of conglomerated into this big musical number i love that the uh uh, uh the equestrian horse trainer uh uh is 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 given some tea by the uh table manners etiquette guys by hold, mm. one of them just holds a teacup up to his mouth and tips it so he can <laughs> sip. It's a it's a really yes. good fun bit of animation. Uh, this this uh, musical sequence uh, it, once again is a little jarring, but is ultimately fun. Uh, but mm. b- but but not for Nemo because he he doesn't want to <laughs> do all that learning and and. Being prepared to rule a, a sovereign nation, <laughs> he'd much rather <laughs> hang out. Yo, go on, Dave. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, he enjoyed the, the, the fencing lesson. Yes, or he, oh, yeah. he was about to until he got crammed into the reading books lesson. Um, <laughs> and I had another thought, but it it is it is flown the coop, flown away. Just like Nemo's flying the coop yes. with, <laughs> with with Flip the Clown, who is like, ah, yeah, see, you hate it, you hate being royalty. Why don't you hang out with me and we'll smoke stogies? And he's, you know what? Flip is like proto Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's he's mm. he's, he's proto. That Danny DeVito character. <laughs> yes. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember what it was. Um, I'm I'm here Ooh. for the the pairing of the dance instructor and Professor Genius. Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Uh, they they would be a fantastic couple. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Flip whisks Nemo away, he dresses him in his top hat and his, uh, shaggy tweed coat, uh, as... (laughs) Keep your hands off the tweeds. It's really good, yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) um, as, as a disguise, question mark? Either way, you disguise yourself in the thing that everyone's looking for. (laughs) Yeah, because... has a warrant in, like... Want, yeah. wanted poster plastered on every yeah. corner. <laughs> yes. Oh, look, it's um, fine. He, he's just wanted for having too much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, he takes Nemo to his home away from home, which is the police station, which is the police yep. station, which is like the biggest of big red flags, mm. uh, followed by, once again, wanted posters of him being plastering the the uh interior of the station uh and mm. and he 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 causes some three stooges s slapstick with the sleeping cops uh because apparently mm. flip is the only criminal in slumberland 
<laughs> so unless he's <laughs> causing problems, the police force is just unconscious. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, <laughs> look, he's causing a lot of problems and they're very tired, so they need to rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he coerces <laughs> Nemo into I, I, now. Now I need to I need to say this sentence without any inflection. He convinces mm. Nemo to uh, tickle a brontosaurus who's holding up a uh, tent uh, for a musical performance uh, with a giant feather. So. He will sneeze, the brontosaurus will sneeze, and drop the tent on the musicians. This is an image that actually occurs in this film. Yes, this is true. (laughs) And and Nemo does. And everybody's (laughs) upset. Um, So upset. So upset that they, they chase after them as they're flying away and just run over the side Mm. of, like... (laughs) a dock into the water it's fine it's fine they just wake up in a lower level of the dream yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and uh nemo then comments on wow look at all these neat steeples and flip informs him no those are not steeples those are the fireworks for your coronation tonight. <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna set some of them off because I want to murder the people who live in Dreamland. <laughs> yep. He's, like, um, clearly unconcerned with the concept that any of these people could be uh, uh, murdered by his actions. Mm. Um... <laughs> But alas, uh, a a firework that seemingly consists of a parachute uh, <laughs> explodes and ties them up, and uh, the 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 bird mm. flap is 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 left to fend for herself as uh, Nemo and Flip once again escape from the cops. Only to discover a a secret basement hidden under the palace. Uh, Dave, is this this is this is the turn? This is when the the plot of the movie actually starts, in my opinion. Would you agree? Yes, we we were, yeah. we've had set up the entire time, and then now the um mm. the the key the Chekhov's key has been put into motion. And they find the most ominous, threatening door you could find. And it's it's gigantic. It's, it's, so the door is so large that it takes a small, I guess, a roughly adult-sized clown with a child on his shoulders to reach the key. Because obviously yes. it's, it's uh, King Morpheus-sized. Uh, yes. access, yeah. even though the door would probably be like four or five King Morpheus height. Um, <laughs> yes. it, it, it's chained with, there's chains, bolts, and a giant like pulley system um, <laughs> yep. up in the top to keep the door closed. They just want to take a peek. 
Yeah, what's what's Flip's flip's all about like Mm. he's he has a curiosity and he he's mischievous, but he's not like intentionally causing things that are that are harmful. That's just the result of his flippancy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, (laughs) You know what? We'll just take what look. You made a promise to the king. I get it, but it's a big door. There's got to be something big behind it. Some good, some goodies. Um, so we'll just, look. We'll just take a peek and we'll go. It's no yeah. harm in that. No problem. You know, I'll, I'll give you a boost, kid. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> and there is something behind the door. Mm. A roiling mass of something. And and yeah. and two glowing red dots. Yes. Yep. That motif. That's right. That door contains a nightmare. <laughs> um, it is basic. So, hey, guess what? You know what's behind the door? The abyss. It's the yeah. abyss. Is behind it's, yeah. the yes. door. It's the abyss, and it's the <laughs> dregs of humanity. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's straight out of Dark Souls three or Dark Souls three. Straight out of this, really. <laughs> um. Hey. So, Cameron. So mm. what? Was this the turn that you you were waiting for since it was a littered recommendation? Pretty much, yeah. I, I figured it would be... I didn't think it would be exactly this. I thought it, we might have gone more into like a, a Death 13 baby stand situation. <laughs> um, but this, this, is, this is pretty much where I... Where... Honestly... It took longer to get to this point than I thought it would, and I I applaud it for taking its time and leading me on like that. But yeah, this, this is this is not an unexpected twist, but a good twist. Um, ro- roiling mass of evil, I will never say no to. That, and it's and it's like you only get a taste of how well it's animated during mm. this sequence, uh, but we'll, yeah. we'll get a full like helping of its glorious animation uh, later on. But yep, uh, hey, surprise! Nemo and Flip not expecting that. Uh, they slam the door. <laughs> Flip is uh, hey, surprise! Not really surprised. Flip's a giant coward, mm. so he immediately yeah. goes to run off. Uh, and Nemo is unable to retrieve the key or relock the door because of this. Um, yes. And then there's a really weird cut uh, where Flip just kind of drops Nemo at the at the coronation uh, that he's late for. Uh, Professor Genius is uh, non too pleased with it, and uh, they immediately um, immediately takes Nemo to his uh, uh, his princely attire fitting, um, where he is given some legitimately princely attire. Yeah, for his coronation, and I was also I also so uh, having watched uh, Return to Oz and and this in such quick succession, the coronation is just basically the end of Return to Oz, <laughs> with yeah. all the fun <laughs> wacky characters uh, 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 attending. Um, yes, mm. but uh, King Morpheus is in his kingly attire, which is. Bizarrely Roman Grecian. It's Greco Roman. <laughs> yes. It's, it's his yeah. wrestling outfit. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's a barbarian. Yes. Like in D&D terminology. <laughs> 
uh, and and Nemo's coronation goes off without a hitch. Uh, no, not really. Uh, but King Morpheus <laughs> does demonstrate the 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 um, the moonlight greatsword. <laughs> Of uh, the the royal scepter, scepter, which when an incantation is spoken, uh, can just murder all nightmares anywhere, or 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 at least where it's being pointed at. Um, he demonstrates it by firing it straight up into the sky and causing an <laughs> explosion in space? Question mark. Um, and uh. Uh, basically just tells everyone, yo, the only two people who can use the scepter are me and Nemo. I love you, daughter, yeah. but no, me yes, and Nemo. <laughs> Nemo only. <laughs> this is just for boys. Um, uh, also, here, here it, Nemo take this incredibly destructive weapon. Uh, but also, it's also incredibly dangerous, and I'm a gigantic mountain of a man, so clearly this mm. small child can't use it. <laughs> so I will and just the crowd goes, oh yes, good. <laughs> I like I like that he I like that he says uh, I will keep it until he has grown with wisdom and. Physical strength. Physical strength. Yes, they forgot like, to include that as one of his lessons because uh, even even Morpheus has to like mm. brace himself when he's firing the beam. Yep, and and he's a giant. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> to hear Nemo take this staff that's like it's actually probably bigger than you are. Have fun. Um, Mor- King Morpheus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he can, he can, he, he can, man. but but he shouldn't. <laughs> he, you, you know what, you know what? Um, because Nemo didn't have the stats, he couldn't, he couldn't wield it effectively. He had to. Yes, it, it is. It is. This is just Dark Souls. Dark Souls stole everything from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, King Morpheus mentions the key. Which reminds Nemo, oh no, that's right, the key. But it's too late. Right, Cameron? Yep. It's uh, it's a way too late for that. Uh we get whew, we get a we get the roiling evil uh very slickly and slyly winding its way up through the through the levels of the castle, up over the dance floor, up over the dancers. Uh, and yeah, the, it, you cannot, you cannot put back, put it back in the box, uh, as it were at this point. Yeah, no, no need to defend that key. He's gone. Never yeah. needed again. Don't worry about it. Um, goodbye, Morpheus. To, to, to yeah, Nemo's credit, to... he did try to go get the key. <laughs> he did. He did. Oh yeah. But it was yeah. too late. Um, because, yes. because Hexus from Fern Gully needed <laughs> yeah. to show up. <laughs> Mm. He got an upgrade. He, he gets red glowy bits this time. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to uh, to be fair, this part's kind of frightening when the king is being consumed. Yes. Oh yeah. Like I Absolutely. remember, I think not liking this bit. <laughs> and I mm. and I remember liking this bit way too much. I'm like, look <laughs> at that animation. Like, yes, yes king really. Be, oh yeah. Be dissolved <laughs> because he is. <laughs> Mm. He's just um, turned into yeah. smoke. 
it, it 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 also embodies like a very like um this is th- this this what happens right here when when the nightmare escapes and and spirits King Morpheus away is like also a staple like storytelling mm. uh trope from like eighties nineties kids fiction which is the, yeah. th- there is a thing that spirits the 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 hero goal away um mm. uh so it and this is it's really great like all of the 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 light globes in in the hall shatter it immediately shifts to dark and it just yeah envelops him and uh disappears in a puff of smoke which is really sad because uh king morpheus and professor genius were having a real good dance number <laughs> Oh, it was so good! Right before it was just that sweet boom 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 dance, he was just oh, it's he so was tearing, tearing it's, it up on the dance floor. They're, yeah, they're really good. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're both. I I also really like that. Like, there's a very like proper dance, and then out of mm. like going on, and then out of nowhere, Professor Genius <laughs> just like I gotta I I gotta. I gotta bust out right now and like <laughs> takes command of the dance floor. Yeah. Um, but yes, King Morpheus is gone. Uh, Nemo, uh, having, having broken his word, uh, blames Flip because, hey, guess what? If you're gonna be able to blame anybody, <laughs> blame the clown. <laughs> That oh, yeah. snuck into the party that everybody seemingly despises. Um, <laughs> to which Flip retorts, "Yeah, but Nemo had the key, so there <laughs> he did it." Um, yeah. And then this this introduces me uh, us to a concept that I th- is never really touched upon or explained, but I think is super super interesting, which is. Um, when Nemo gets stressed out uh, in mm. the dream, he fake wakes up in his home. <laughs> yeah, like he he's telling. He, it's like a bonfire. Mm. Once again, I'm going to hammer. I'm going to hammer <laughs> this analogy home. <laughs> oh man, it's putting uh, him in his safe space. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and which is immediately not safe because uh, Nemo hears sad King Morpheus calling from him. Yeah, once again, this is where the movie takes the turn. So, Dave, uh, how about how about the sad King Morpheus cry in Nemo's safe space? Well, that's also make everything everything very spooky because it's coming from like a little wardrobe. And it's it's the like, ice you box. broke. Yes, you <laughs> broke the prom. Or remember your promise. Help me, Nemo. I don't remember what he says, but it's it's spooky because it's from far away. Like he's trapped somewhere. Yes. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's enough to unsettle Nemo even further because he is still a small child, and this is a, an incredible burden to be placing upon a small, uh, slightly selfish child. Yes. Um and then the the icebox expands and and begins gushing water which eventually floods Nemo's entire house. 
uh, causing the one of the walls to rip off and flooding the entire world because, surprise, Nemo is still asleep. <laughs> and I also think that this, so I think the, the, the 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 homeward boning uh that Nemo used to get back <laughs> to his dream uh house um also does some weird time stuff because um mm. because uh well first and foremost uh uh Nemo is on his bed floating um floating in an endless ocean he has the scepter um because he can just apparently take things with him when he he resets and yeah, i mean he had uh, it in his hands when he left so yeah. and uh yeah we get a a lightning strike that for uh into the ocean that forms into the saddest looking king morpheus before dispelling <laughs> um yeah just to hammer just to twist the knife even further uh and then what's that on the horizon it's professor genius Squatting on an all too small suitcase, ho- holding an umbrella, um, uh, and Nemo uh, tells uh, pulls him aboard, and Professor Morpheus uh, describes. <laughs> oh, there we go! Wow, <laughs> Professor! Wow, <laughs> just fuse those two together. <laughs> Professor Genius uh, tells. <laughs> uh, Nemo, what's been going on in Slumberland? And Cameron, what's been going on in Slumberland? Uh, the things have not been going well. <coughs> um, Slumberland is uh, not in great shape without Morpheus there to protect it from the ravages of the Nightmare and the Nightmare King. Uh, but because, you know, someone's at, has to be at fault, uh, we're just going to shoot flip into outer space <laughs> with a cannon to make everything better. <laughs> I, I, so, so in my mind for the longest, it, it's always, mm. it's always, I thought it was, we are going to shoot flip into the sun via <laughs> <a> cannon. <laughs> that also works. <laughs> um, but I actually really like, like. We're just gonna shoot him into outer space to get yeah. rid of him. Just out of here. We're just exiling him. Yeah. Eventually, Flip stopped thinking. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Flip get it, they attempt to cars Flip really, yeah. really yeah. hard. Um, to which Nemo says, "Hey, I've got the scepter, and we can't fire Flip into space because he's got the map of Nightmare Land, the only map to Nightmare yeah. Land. So we actually need yeah. him alive." Um, they arrive just in time, <laughs> and yeah, Slumberland looks bad. Slumberland, mm. hey, surprise! It's not in great shape. <laughs> Slumberland looks like a Dark Souls level, even more like a Dark Souls level now. It's just, it's just uh, dark in Orlando. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dark new and all under. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. They 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 cram him into a into a cannonball uh, <laughs> with a lit cigar. And he's yes, he is yep. screaming about his lit cigar, which is understandable. Yep. He's like, hey, guys, it's still lit. You're all. And then he's just choking for like five minutes. <laughs> Uh, Nemo yeah. and Professor Genius arrive just in time, right before they fire Flip into space, and the cannon aims down, the cannonball rolls out, and Flip f- 
falls out of it and it's uh mm. it, it is it is honestly my favorite bit of animation in this entire movie some guards mm. uh go to flip to help him up and he's just like get off of me like how dare you <laughs> how dare you touch me when you were just going to fire me into space three minutes ago i don't want you. Ugh. it's really a fantastic bit of animation that i absolutely adore mm. and watched like 15 times in a row because it's real good <laughs> and <laughs> nemo nemo is very matter of fact and is like hey yo the only reason you're not in space right now is because we need you because you got that map and <laughs> yeah and uh flips like yeah what's it work to you i'm a scumbag and so <laughs> it's like not put, putting you back into the cannon i mean that's, that's option yeah, a yeah. exactly <laughs> to which the, which is what princess camille says she's like yeah get the cannon yeah. ready again then and it's like fine <laughs> fine but i get to be the captain because it's my map uh and and then he, he he says some sexist stuff to camille which causes her to punch him which is awesome it's really uh, good and, yeah and, yeah. and, and good also hook. decree that he is not allowed to smoke anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a royal decree after like a right hook. Mm. Like Yeah. 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 <laughs> um uh. so they set off sailing. Um Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh we have a a, a a protracted sequence of of them sailing until uh, they all go to sleep, only to be awoken by the fl- fact that Flip is not steering the ship. And they are being mm-hmm. drawn into a whirlpool. Cameron. Yep. It's time for Dark Souls Where too. do they find themselves after <laughs> uh, after exiting the whirlpool? Because we've established that water doesn't work the same way in Dreamland. Nope, it does as not. It does in reality. Uh, well, we're not in Slumberland land anymore, Dorothy. Uh, we're in Nightmare Land now. Yeah. <laughs> We are. We, it's a terrible, dark, and spooky place. Uh, it's it's Dark Souls two. No, you no. go down through a whirlpool, and it's Dark Souls two. No, Cameron. <laughs> I realized it's not Dark Souls two. It's the old hunters because it's the Ooh, lower level of the good. nightmare. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This is a terrible and spooky place. Um, part part of the problem here. Is that Flip has secretly gotten the Nightmare Land map super wet in on account of all the going through a whirlpool and everything like that? Uh, so he does, he has no clue where he's going, but he viciously hides this secret because it's the only thing saving him from the space cannon. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and at one point he uh, leads the party off and then sneaks off to quickly redraw the map um, and get some helpful pointers. From my least favorite thing in existence now. Um, <laughs> because we introduced to the Boomps, which is initially a tree made of five goblins that are all melded together. This is where it becomes the thing. Um, <laughs> because holy shit, these things, I, bleh, I, I don't even know where to start with these. I hate these so much. Yeah. You just, you and just I love start them with as their characters. Song. Yeah. I don't want to start with Death Song, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to know about the booms. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, the the <laughs> booms. If you are not prepared, no, I'm sorry, I can't even say that. There's no way that you can mm. be prepared for the for the booms. Oh yeah, <laughs> because no. because up until this point, nothing nothing has prepared you for the concept of kid friendly body horror. <laughs> I like that it went from, uh, by the way, Cameron, nothing makes me happier Mm. than it going from you saying, like, the whalers are the worst thing in children's fiction that you've ever seen to immediately being followed up by, nope, how about these four independent creatures that just merge together into a horrible... At will. (laughs) Yep. For fun. At will. For fun. Why? Why? Why do these... And they're somehow not scary. Yes, they're not. I know, like, that's the worst part. They're ineffective at their job, could, even though they should be the most effective at their <laughs> job. I could deal with it if they were, like, actually scary. But the fact that they're so benign makes it worse somehow, and I don't know why. <laughs> because clearly, because it's so alien that there must be something else even more horrible <laughs> about them that you you do not know. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yes. They've got a secret agenda. Um, <laughs> funny enough, um, these characters do actually appear in the uh, Little Nemo any, uh, uh, Dream Master game. Uh, they are just little NPCs that uh, uh, appear at the start of some of the levels. <laughs> mm. um, uh, and just give Nemo um, uh, a little bit of advice on the stage that he's entering. Um, they never appear together, and they never f- merge into a horrible abomination. So, <laughs> once again, <laughs> just a little bit of reappropriation adaptation from mm. Capcom on that. I'm sure somebody yeah. was like, yeah, we can't do that. Uh, we no. c- we could have done that if this they were Resident e- Evil. <laughs> we- because in pixel form, it would have been even more terrifying. Yeah. It would have been very hard to, like... <laughs> differentiate that and probably have to be animating like multiple things on one blob Mm. i'm i'm actually really surprised that capcom wasn't like didn't didn't talk to the studio and was like hey i know that that these these creatures are benign and good but they're really horrible can we turn them into a boss monster and they're like no the the booms are good and pure (laughs) they're just (laughs) unfortunate uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, once again, like if we're really, if we're really, it seems like we're really hammering home on this. Like they, it is, it is, it is a nightmare uh, rendered. Oh yeah, in, in ink and paint. Um, oh, I mean, uh, they're yeah. forming a flesh tree. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. um, uh. Nemo <laughs> attempts to scare them up with the royal scepter, which at this point can just scare off anything in Nightmare Land by virtue of mm. it being there, because, uh, surprise, nobody knows yeah. that Nemo doesn't know the incantation. Um, <laughs> well, he can kind of power it up because he remembers pa- yeah, pajama, 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 pajama. <laughs> Um, uh, to which the, the booms flee and then two, uh, they merge into two different trees. Um, yeah, I hate it. Uh, and then they get, okay. 
<laughs> and then they give Nemo their backstory in song form, which basically amounts to, <laughs> hey, we're not scary um, because we just don't have it in us to be that kind of person or creature. Mm. Uh, we were the Nightmare King's jesters, but he's uh, like a mo- horrible monster. Um, my favorite, my favorite line in their song is he he's really evil and a liar. <laughs> just. <laughs> just so you know, first thing, real evil. Second thing, mm-hmm. lies all the time. Uh, I think that's yeah. actually really important to, to get across immediately. <laughs> um, and uh, they explain that there is actually a fifth member who has unfortunately been captured and locked in the Nightmare King's dungeon. So they are going mm. back uh, to rescue uh, him before they escape Nightmare Land, which I don't even know how you'd be able to begin to. Dream logic doesn't matter. Um, no. Nemo good. is immediately like, all right, you seem legit. I mean, you were helping Flip <laughs> redraw the map, so clearly you're, 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 you're not on, on his side. On the Nightmare King side. So yeah, you can mm. tag along. And so they become the new party leaders. And Flip <laughs> is left to carry all of the baggage. Yep. Um, you're fired and you're hired. And I actually... <laughs> I, I There's this line... I love this line so much. Where Nemo offers to help Flip carry the luggage. And Flip says, mm. no thanks. Don't want you to take this job away from me, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then uh, the the party set up for camp for the night, which seems mm-hmm. like a real bad idea. Is anyone on watch? Uh, I don't think no. so. I don't think so. I don't think so either, <laughs> which is also a mistake. Um Flip's being surly and upset. Oh, wait, no. Flip's asleep. Professor Genius, the Princess, and Nemo are all around the campfire having tea, as you do in Nightmare Land. Uh, uh, and yeah. Flip is is being a petulant baby and huffs away to go sleep somewhere else and <laughs> encounters <laughs> the most horrifyingly yeah. well-rendered, like, gargoyle <laughs> demon creatures <laughs> ever. Look, and I really need, like that they're all... If you need some all... transport, it's gargoyles. Yeah. 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 Um, I really love that they are all like physically, structurally similar, but all have different faces and face Mm. facial types. It uh, it actually makes them uh, more interesting to look look at as opposed to like what is their natural equivalent as the flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz. Um, But Dave, what how how well (laughs) does it go for the party when these gargoyles show up? Uh, it goes super great. Like they all, they all escape. They make it free. <laughs> nope, everybody's captured except for the Booms yeah. and, and the Nemo. Yep. Yes. And because and Icarus, because we keep forgetting that he exists. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Yes, because uh, uh, once again, um, Nemo panic, panic homewards bones out of that boss encounter uh, and takes yeah. the, the boomps, the scepter uh, 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 with him. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> back home, back to his fake home in the dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, but, yeah. but what's that? Someone crashes through the ceiling, and once again, <laughs> uh, so, so, Nemo's real trigger happy, and that's understandable given yeah. the encounter that he just had, mm. but, like, this creature falls through the ceiling onto the floor, and Nemo does the equivalent of pulling out a Glock and pointing it at him, because he, <laughs> uh, because he He's aims the scepter. Jam him into non-existence. Yep. Mm. Uh but no, it is the missing member of the bumps. Um uh, Bumpo because they they're all <laughs> they all have really weird names uh that are all end in o uh that I can't be bothered to remember because it doesn't actually no. matter. But he's no. he looks like an old sheepdog by the face. Uh, which he's, is he's the best. Oh yes, uh, it's uh, it's worth mentioning that Brian Froud, who whom you might know from such things as Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal, uh, did some mm. design work, and I believe one hundred percent that these gargoyle creatures and uh, the oop, the bumps are one hundred percent Brian <laughs> Froud creations. Any any oh, of yeah. the goblins, he was. He must have been summoned to draw the goblins because that's what he yes. does best. Right. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he tells Nemo that he has an important message from King Morpheus, uh, and it is basically like, "Yo, you're kid, you're dumb." So I wrote down the incantation for you. <laughs> hey, it's a super long incantation, yeah. if, and the words almost all rhyme. So that this is fair. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh and so Nemo's like, "Cool. We can do it. We can we can do it, guys. We can do Oh, so there was something that I actually had wanted to mention previous, which is whatever Nemo uh like teleports back to like fake fake Dreamland bed home, like it feels like a vast amount of time has passed from oh, what yeah. he was doing last to what happened what he he what ha- is going on when he returns to slumberland proper and um mm. so there is like a giant time skip every single time that that happens and i think um i think this is kind of some weird evidence to it because uh they, to him he just left uh, Nightmare Land, yeah. but uh, Boompo, uh, Boom, I believe, has had enough time to escape and somehow locate Nemo uh, to give him this letter from the king. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, um, that I, it's that idea of the time in the dream is compressed. Yeah, like, w- exactly. When you wake up from a dream, mm. you're like, oh, that felt like it was... You know, X amount of like it could have been a year or days of a dream, and then you're like, oh wait, yeah, it's about, about six, six, eight hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and uh, Nemo and the Bumps uh take off. Oh wait, nope, they don't take off this time because this Nemo. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I hate it so much. God, <laughs> really, really, this is the worst Nobody, thing in I'm the movie. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm the only one that thinks that the the giraffe bed is charming. Uh, I can't stand yes. those bendy legs. <laughs> I wanted it just yeah. to fly out the window. Yeah. Just fly out the window and go. Don't do the stretchy yeah. bendy. It's it's it was a step too far. 
Four, four steps, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I think that's really funny because I actually really adore the giraffe bed. And when I say the giraffe bed, it's it's it the bed's uh legs just grow really long and it just kind of yeah. quadruped ambles down the street oh, for a little bit. And they're, <laughs> they're, they're like taffy legs, it's the worst. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they they curve too much. There's no there's no they're they're made of jelly. You can tell by looking at them. They're made of jelly, and anything meant to be made of oak should not move like that. <laughs> But eventually, to be. Uh, uh, eventually, <laughs> eventually, Dave and Cameron are no longer disgusted by the film because the bed mm. once again retracts its legs and takes off flying. It correctly flies. Yeah, this but, was fine. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is now I know it can do that. <laughs> now you have to like warily <laughs> eye the side eye the bed. Mm. It might do it any other time in the film. I don't know. It, it, it kind. Uh. Hey, guess what? It kind of does it to get them out of a spot of trouble because, because um, yeah, they, yep, because they, um, once again, because this, a, a lot of this is predicated on dream logic. There's just an amorphous blob of evil flo- floating in the sky that is mm. either a portal to or just the visual representation of nightmare land um, <laughs> and it's oh, a real what, what do they call it uh it had a name no i don't remember um, they literally no, said I that's the either. blah 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 it's like the light zone or something weird mm. oh well they, they did name it the twilight zone no, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They, they, it was a specific <laughs> name for that portal, mm. um, which is really pretty, uh, really beautifully animated. Like it looks kind of like a uh, mm. blob of wax from a lava lamp, um, but yeah, with, with, that's one way to do it. But yeah. with like uh, like rainbow streaks that uh, of color that kind of slither across co- it. The, the color from the dream. Yeah, it is very. It is actually very much a color out of space looking thing as well. Um, and they uh, pass through back into Nightmare Land um, when uh, they are accosted by nightmares uh, by the amorphous blob version of Nightmare and uh, are uh, escape thanks to the the. Horrible bendy legs that both De- Dave and Cameron were so <laughs> so disgusted by. It turns my stomach. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. It's <coughs> yeah, not great. Um, but yes, they uh, and they narrowly escape. We mm, we have forgotten uh, uh, to mention the Nightmare King's uh, spy. Uh, <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Which was the giant flying manta ray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it so much because it feels mm. like it feels like yeah, yeah. If I were a kid and I didn't know what a manta ray was and I saw it, yeah, I'd probably have a nightmare about it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Some um, kind of king like, in the sky. I don't can't place it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. Mm. Yeah, this, this is like the point that sealed for me that like Hidetaka Miyazaki would get along with you really well, Leonard, because <laughs> <laughs> he's just taking everything you love from your childhood, which it seems was everything he loved from his childhood. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Uh they uh they head to Nightmare Castle, but it's protected by a 
force field, which drops them mm. into the bizarre, <clears throat> into a bizarre sunken valley un- that is mm. underneath and surrounding the castle and also flooded. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we cut to a scene, so, um, something that I didn't mention, which is, this is, like, the full version of the movie, uh, the, there are scenes, uh, in this version of the movie that did not exist on the VHS, uh, when I was a kid, uh, that I specifically Mm. remember not, not existing, and this scene where the, uh, winged goblin general, uh, just, uh, tells the Nightmare King that, um, that Nemo has been taken care of and blah, 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 um, which also serves as the introduction to the actual Nightmare King, uh, was not in the original release. So the Nightmare King doesn't Mm. actually, in the version that I watched as a kid, the Nightmare King actually didn't get a proper introduction. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did not remember this, but I was like, well, I haven't seen it in 25 years, so that could just be up to (laughs) old man memory. But yeah, if that, Mm. if that wasn't there, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And also there's, there's also an aspect to it where, um, it's, it's slightly unfinished looking. It isn't as, Mm. as tightly animated as some of the, um, more elaborate other elaborate sequences are so i think that this is like unfinished stuff that was still dubbed for the u.s release um and Mm. and and was just ultimately cut uh originally uh anyway the goblin general's like yeah we totally murked nemo and you now you're now you're free to take over all of slumberland and we are introduced to the nightmare king cameron Tell us about yes. the Nightmare King. Um, he's Satan. <laughs> he's just <laughs> this tall, dark, terrible, sort of bestially faced figure with that. His main point of interest is these two big, red, glowing eyes. Um, he is eloquent. He is terrible. Um, <laughs> he is something a, a an eight year oldish boy with a a scepter far too large for someone of his physical strength and wisdom to wield should never be facing but um here he is in all his terrible glory and he also hands Uh, out sunlight medals yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he sure did no he handed out a (laughs) moonlight medal was it a crescent moon on it um yeah (laughs) yeah um uh, 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 there's so so you know it's he's he's almost all he's like various shades of black um and i there's yeah. this really great effect that they use f- uh for him because most of the time he is against a very dark background which is they create this backlight behind him mm. that shows off his silhouette because uh which yeah. is a really interesting effect and also kind of like highlights the fact that he's kind of everywhere and uh as mm. you mentioned Cameron he, the points of interest are the two glowing eyes which seemingly have been the two glowing dots in all of the nightmare encounters such so far which yes. has always uh spoken to me as oh yeah he can just see through any nightmare at any point anywhere yeah. anything anywhere that yeah. there's a nightmare he can see through it um 
Mm. Which I think I feel, is, I feel like his hands like they, they they're attached to his body, but they'll they'll come from like stage right. Yeah, when he's yeah. not over there. <laughs> Like, like he is, yeah. he is literally a creature of darkness and can, can manifest himself wherever darkness exists. Um, which is mm. super neat, uh, especially for, as, as you said, Cameron, a, a, a design that isn't particularly inspired, uh, as like no. villain designs go, but still has like a really fascinating, uh, spin on it via how mm. he's animated he's um, he's very like don bluth villainy yes yeah yes he is he very feels like all duke dogs go to heaven villainy yeah or the mm. or yeah the duke of owls from rockadoodle yes um yeah. <laughs> um but uh uh his 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 flying evil manta ray uh swoops in <laughs> to inform him that no this this general is an idiot nemo's still alive and uh and mm. and what does the nightmare king proceed to do cameron uh just summon them straight to the final boss room <laughs> and then show off <laughs> and, and and also After and inhaling also, all of his own forces Yes, like Adamos yes. from Final <laughs> Fantasy. He pulls an Adamos and just absorbs all of them, um, which is mm. also, I think, kind of interesting because, uh, once again, just headcanon here. It uh, gives the impression that, like, all of these creatures, all of these nightmares, everything, everything just stems from him. And that he mm. j- is just reabsorbing what was part of him. To begin with, yeah, um, you know uh, that's yeah may not be the case, but it's some fun thing to make him seem more interesting and and, and evil than 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 previous. Yeah, um, I mean, he's pretty one dimensional. We don't get yeah. He, he doesn't have a lot of screen not, time, really. <laughs> no, um, the uh, um. Yes, the, the the vacuum from eating all of his minions draws uh, the the crew into the inner sanctum of Nightmare Castle, and there's a really fantastic sequence where the bed keeps bumping up against these mineral pillars uh, that uh, that exist within the Nightmare King's castle, and whenever it bumps mm. against it, there's like a like chemical reaction that causes them to <laughs> illuminate, and it's mm, chef's kiss. Mm. It's it's very pretty, <laughs> and of course the Nightmare King. Uh, once again, this is this is why I bring up how they do the backlighting on the Nightmare King because out of nowhere he just kind of appears because that backlight. Uh, turns on, mm, <laughs> uh, yeah. and um, and then he he tries to snatch snatch our heroes with his weird bendy arms that seemingly come <laughs> from everywhere. But the booms direct him to uh, a secret. Once again, this also feels very Dark Souls, very Bloodborne. That there's just like a secret room that's adjacent to the throne room that you're like, oh, look mm. at all this weird context that this space has given me. <laughs> it's a safe space too. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, uh, I like that uh, that the Nightmare King's uh, initial play is is just come out. I know where you're hiding. And Nemo's like, I thought you said this place was secret. And one of the bumps is like, yeah, he's fibbing. We told yeah, you. We, we told you in our liar. song that he's a liar. He <laughs> Which I actually, I. Hey, guess what? That is that is okay payoff and setup and payoff in my book of like he's a liar, he's lying. Uh, but yes, the Nightmare King decides that he since he can't threaten them, he's just going to psychologically torture Nemo by presenting his friends, which uh, imprisoned in Crystal uh, because he's now seat the scaleless, um, and. Um, uh, and uh, then proceeds to um, Emperor Palpatine force lightning uh, Princess Camille in her her mineral prison, <laughs> uh, which causes yeah. Nemo to give up his location. Um, and then the Nightmare King uh, presents King Morpheus, who has been chained. It's all very sad. He then imprisons mm. him in... Uh, in crystal as well, and the final battle begins. Cameron, yes, tell us about the battle between Nemo, <laughs> the Nightmare King, and and the flying manta ray of evil death. So, um, first off, this is primarily an aerial battle. Uh, we have. Nemo riding the riding the heroic bed, flying and swooping through the skies, armed, of course, with the royal scepter. Uh, we have the manta ray, uh, armed with menacing googly eyes on stalks. Um, <laughs> really not sure what else they expected it to do. Um, <laughs> uh, and most of the scene is the bed doing dangerous aerial maneuvers to evade the manta ray while um, Nemo desperately tries to activate the staff. Uh, he activates it just enough to turn it into a lightsaber, <laughs> at which point he uses it to split the skies and handily split the uh, the king's stingray. Um, which, I really liked the animation in this bit, honestly. It was super cool. Yeah. Um, especially with the, uh, the ray uh, crashing into uh, the walls as it got more and more damage. Yes. Uh, and yeah. Yes, go on. Mm, yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's it's super duper cool. Um, and you know he's she's shaking. The Nightmare King's coming for him. But he he's going to get caught. And right at the last moment, he finally finishes the incantation. Uh, this this great power flows through the scepter and obliterates the darkness. Um, and the moral of this story is, of course, remember, kids, if you break a single promise you made to an adult you met ten minutes earlier, you're legally obligated to sacrifice your life fighting eldritch abominations. Yep. Um, because he's too young to safely use it, and the power of it, of course, kills him. Uh, actually, the power of the head injury, which is, once again, the mm. second major head injury <laughs> that Nemo has sustained in this film, because we forgot to mention, when he slammed his head into the giant mm. door... 
Yes, there's that. That they yes. literally <laughs> take time to address to make sure that he, and Nemo clearly has a concussion when he slams his head into mm. that door. Yeah. And, uh, mm. and hey, surprise, con- compound concussions <laughs> can kill you because he, he yep. slams his head into the rock. <laughs> Of uh, floor uh, as as the <laughs> as the royal scepter fires off. Um, yes, mm-hmm. uh, we get a really beautiful um, shot of the Nightmare King's destruction, where he is filled with light and all the darkness dissipates. And then they cut to outside mm-hmm. the castle, uh, which then uh, we get a. Gorgeous anime explosion, and then it just turns into uh, the Crystal Caves from Dark Souls 1. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yes, everybody's real sad because Nemo's super dead. And I I do not, it is not to be understated, he is dead, but King Morpheus uh, being... uh, the wise ruler who likes to keep secrets from everybody, uh, he just waves the scepter over Nemo and brings him back to life. Mm. And it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. The scepter that he had the entire time and could have one-shotted the yes. final boss that he kept in his basement. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that I like, you know what, is. you know, actually, you know what I like to, uh, what I like to think uh, is the deal with that door is is that that door is like just an entryway to nightmare mm. land. No. Like it's just like it's a portal. Like it's it, or it's mm. like some barrier that like between dreamland and nightmare land cuz it's 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 beneath the castle. There's no a- other other area in slumberland mm. that looks that that looks like that. And it just feels like it's kind of like these two different realms fusing together. Um, but know. who knows? Well, I he mean, has a, that, he that has is the one weapon that everything in Nightmare Land is afraid of. He could just true. waltz right on. He's a huge man. He could just waltz right on in, armed with his super weapon, <laughs> and obliterate the Nightmare King once and for all. I- I like to imagine that King Morpheus doesn't want to get into the the uh, messy political quagmire that going to another sovereign nation <laughs> and murdering their monarch would cause. So he needs a puppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't do this, child. Who I know knows doesn't know how to follow the rules. Oh no! It would be be a shame if you opened the door in the basement. Please don't do don't whatever you do. Don't use this key to open the thing that has this symbol on it. Yeah, because King Morpheus, King Morpheus, at the end, he's like, "Yeah, Nemo has destroyed the Nightmare King, and all of night on all nightmares, nightmares no longer exist. It was Nemo who did it." Not me, King Morpheus. I was imprisoned. <laughs> it was all Nemo. It was Nemo. Look, it was not me. I did not evade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, and then everything's fine. Uh, the booms. Yeah. The booms get to live in Slumberland, which is cool and also seems like a recipe for nightmarish disaster. But you know they're yep. overall good guys, so it's it'd never be deliberate. <laughs> um, 
Nemo's being loaded up on the dirigible, which is going to take him back home. Uh, I guess Nemo's still Prince, the Prince, but he's just like, yo, Slumberland, like dreams, like you you can't be here forever, so you're just gonna have to (laughs) wake up and maybe when you're like 25, we'll come back and see what's going on (laughs) with you. Yeah, they pretty much, he did his job, they packed him off, sent him home. Yeah. It is it is very much let's get this small child to assassinate our our political rival and then send him back <laughs> home. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I I really like that, once again, because it doesn't have to make any sense when they return from Slumberland this time, they pass through a waterfall. It's just like, yep. Mm. We, Egress and 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 um, enter and exit, however you please, however you can. There's a, there's a, a Peter Panish uh, Neverland quality to it, uh, mm. and uh, he wakes up and it's a brand new day. And Nemo's mother is like, "Oh, mm. you didn't fall out of bed. Uh, you probably didn't steal some of my pastries last night. Uh, <laughs> I'm real proud of you, my misbehaving son." And Nemo's father is like, "What are you doing in bed, champ? It's a it's a beautiful day, and we've got to get going." And Nemo's like, "What?" It's like you're got. I got the day off, and I'm gonna take you to the circus. And Nemo's like, "Yay! I get to go to." I murdered somebody, and I get to go to the circus. Let's go, Icarus. And then the movie ends. (laughs) The the movie ends. The credits roll. We get the last of the songs. It's another good one. I like to think that he never woke up. (laughs) Because he's still dead. (laughs) No, no. It's entirely possible. Yeah, because he died in the dream, so clearly he died in real life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His parents are completely like 180 <laughs> their personalities. That's not his parents. Yep. That's dream mm. dream parents. Perhaps ne- perhaps little Nemo himself now that he's created this power vacuum where nightmares no longer exist is doomed to become the next nightmare king. That feels uh, appropriate yes. mm. for something that that feels like something Dark Soul <laughs> that FromSoft would 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 add to this since yeah. they clearly lifted so much. <laughs> I think so. I'm, I, um. I am. I am. I I I am joking about about the, my with my charges of FromSoft plagiarizing mm. numerous of my children <laughs> childhood animated films. However, the similarities between a lot of this stuff cannot be overlooked, and I refuse to do so. Mm. I think that's valid. But yep, it's valid. But yep, that's Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. It is. Hey, surprise! It's a it's a Leonard it's a Leonard <laughs> kids flick because it it goes it goes real soft at the beginning and then it it goes into some places that you weren't expecting. I mm. I was I I when when I suggest so can, just peek behind the curtain when I suggested this film and there was a part of me that realized that Cameron may not have seen this film before <laughs> I immediately became very excited for Cameron to finally <laughs> encounter the boobs. 
because yeah because you knew because they're you sick bastard they're, because they're fantastic <laughs> well it, it was mainly because you were literally two weeks ago just like the wheelers are the worst thing i've ever yeah. seen in a children's yeah. film <laughs> well we've got something for you Cameron. little did i know <laughs> we're gonna yes. have to keep we're gonna have to keep digging we'll find more worse things. oh god there's always another yeah. there's always another Oh, there's always another. So I'm gonna ask for uh for I'm gonna ask for something slightly new on today's episode. Final ju- judgments of uh Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. Hmm. Um it it it's good, I think. Um it is it is creepy in some very unintentional ways, but that's just for me personally. When it's when it's deliberately being creepy, it's great. Uh, it is whimsical. It is fun to watch and listen to. Um, it is not super plot intensive, so if you really require that to draw you in, maybe not. But it is worth it just to just to look at and listen to and experience the horrors of this child's imagination. <laughs> and Dave, yeah. Uh, yeah, I still like it. I like the musical numbers. I wish there was more of them. I would sing them. Uh, the plot holes are a little bit more glaring because it's, it's things that you gloss over when you're a child. Um, incidentally, mm. and not directly tied to this, but, uh, I, and in, in the same series of maybe the day before, or was after, I think it was maybe after I watched this, I, I, I popped on a little film called uh, Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin, and fully enjoyed that entire um, lifting of Star Wars <laughs> into <laughs> another <laughs> animated film that is de- decidedly much, much less kid-friendly despite being a PG film. Um, mm. However, there are no monsters in there, so it's... <laughs> Not useful to cover, but I would recommend it as useful to watch because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it's fun. It's al- it's almost like a Ralph Bakshi or a, like Fire and Ice or something or a Wizard. Oh wow! Okay, that's, that's mm. super interesting. It's yeah. highly recommended. Um, I watched them at the same time though, so luckily I didn't get anything confused because that one's <laughs> cl- clearly sci-fi, <laughs> and this one's dream space. Um, I, I took umbrage with the uh, long-legged bed. If that was not in there, this would be a perfect <laughs> film. Uh, I, it, it's actually really, once again, I'm just going to talk about the giraffe bed just one last time. Like, um, uh, I specifically remember last night when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh yeah, hey, it's the long, it's the walking bed scene. I think that's super cute. Can't wait what, to hear what the guys think. <laughs> it's the worst. We hate it. Gross. <laughs> my, my, my face actively fell as that appeared. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and as for my final judgment, uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland is a lavishly animated film. It is gorgeous um, in in a lot of places. It's it's there are there's some 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 stuff uh, some background extra character stuff that doesn't look great but as a whole it's a really pretty movie super light on plot it's fun it's interesting um and you know it's that perfect i think it's that perfect 
balance of ver- of cute and and creepy that I think kids don't really get that much anymore. Mm. Um uh you know, I, I no, I I'm think that was to say this. upon our generation a little bit heavier. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I yeah. I like, I like the 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 scary aspects of this film. I like the light aspects of this film. It's it's just charming, and it makes me happy to watch it again. And also, once again, apparently my childhood. Uh, just primed me for oh hey FromSoft you're making something I guess I'll just consume your product you make product for me <laughs> I will consume said product it's all iterative of things that I have seen before more mm-hmm. of your product from software um, yeah that has been our uh, coverage of Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland and now Dave, I believe you had something that you wanted to mention before we get to the, uh, the the housekeeping at the end of the episode. That would be correct, Leonard. I do have a thing I would like to mention. Uh, we are doing basically a, a sort of cross-promo um, with another podcast. This is uh, one that just started this year. Um, it is called Behind the Screams. It's a horror podcast. They do reviews of horror films. It runs a, a large range of things from the, well, apparently... Nothing in the 80s. Yes, that that is a lie. Um, They've started with Halloween, so 1978, and uh, running through current films. Their most recent episode, which I have not had the chance to listen to, was on Hereditary. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to that one. Uh, we, we loved that particular film, so I'd like to hear what, what they have to say. Mm. It's hosted by Ian, and he, um, he generally runs the podcast solo, but there are guest episodes, um, Occasionally, the episode I, I did have time to listen to is episode 16, and it was on Event Horizon, which is a near and dear film. Uh, so everyone's favorite Sam Neill um, is in that mm-hmm. film, and it, it definitely, it's 1997, so that was adjacent to um, mm. In the Mouth of Madness um, that we had already covered. Yes. But uh, the the format of the podcast is, uh, as I mentioned, a review podcast. Uh, Ian takes the time to go through a, a plot synopsis, like a brief one, um, includes some audio from the trailers of the, the films, and then takes the time to do trivia, um, discuss uh, production behind the scenes, um, cut content from director's cuts or or other versions of the films and then kind of ties it all together with his own impressions of oh, what did and didn't work for the film um how how the reviews stood when the films were released versus kind of how they're looked at now if something became a cult classic and uh was not necessarily as well received when it came out and then um wraps everything up with his own impression kind of a rating uh, of the film so uh, this is highly recommended. Um, I'm looking forward to to digging into their their little bit of their backlog that they're starting to wrap up. They 
release uh, episodes weekly on um, every Wednesday is when they come out. I will put links to the the show itself and, or I guess to the podcast and then to the specific um, Event Horizon episode and the Hereditary <coughs> one in the show notes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, one, one, la- one last note about uh, Little Nemo uh, as well is that the film is completely free to watch on Legally watch on YouTube. Mm. Uh, that is where I watched it. It uh, was uh, placed on the official production company's website, uh, oh, YouTube page, and it is mm. the entire movie free to watch. Uh, there are only commercial bumpers at the beginning and end of the film. Uh, in case you want to experience the wonder and majesty that is Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. And one other bit before we uh, fully wrap up. It takes me two seconds here because we have our first feedback in I don't know when the last <laughs> time someone talked a to while. us. It's been a little while. It's been, it's been quite, a while. It's, yeah, it's been quite a while. It's actually um, from another <laughs> podcast. So this is uh, the Demons, Witches, and Bitches podcast, another another horror um <laughs> podcast that uh we'll maybe do some cross promo stuff with um they have responded to us when we just kind of announced what we were going to be covering this episode uh and i will just put both both the comments up so this is um oh my god i love this movie so much i used to rent it all the time from the local store my mom would let me go look at the movies until she was done shopping i'd usually pick this or a horror movie um and then (laughs) Accurate. Yes, I, we, we resemble those uh, remarks. And then the the other bit would be, um, just as to the film itself, it's a whirlwind of emotion. They just kind of expect you to understand who Little Nemo is and that his dreams often take him to fantastical places based on an old comic strip back in the 20s and 30s, I believe. So, yeah, we, we did address those points a little bit as well. Um, but yes. it's nice to see some comments kind of coming in. Uh, and just for any listeners out there uh, that may may have been disinclined to, um, guess send us things either on our – through a DM mm. uh, or just a general email. There's, there's several ways you can contact us, which we're always in the show notes. We will link to them. But, yeah, if you have something you'd like to say, we will read it out on the show. And um, make sure that we use them as points of discussion as well. Yes. Yes. All right. I do believe we have come to the end of this episode. Dave, Mm -hmm. where can people find you online? You can find me exclusively on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. And Cameron, where can people find you online? Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. I've uh, been away for a little bit because the world is a lot, uh, but I was back to talk about this as I watched it and also talk about uh, some stuff going on in Australia um, because the world's a mess. Um, yes, I usually post cat photos and stuff like that mostly, so if you want to follow me for that, sure. Why not? Go for it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, where can we find you online? You can find me at uh, 
on Twitter at Dr. Faust is Dead. You can also find me on YouTube uh, by searching for our uh, on YouTube uh, by typing in youtube.com backslash Dr. Faust is Dead. Uh, where I make videos very infrequently and do most of my time talking about stuff on Twitter. Um, although I am actually working on a new, very, very hush-hush secret project right now, uh, that mm. I will hopefully have something up soon regarding it. Uh, that's all that you can, uh... That, that's all you can know about me. That's that's all I've got to give <laughs> give you on information getting into contact with me. Uh, uh, this has been a fun one. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy, um, really, nothing makes me happier than, like, all of these films that I watched as a, a, a young tyke. Uh, being introduced to Cameron and Cameron slowly, slowly coming, coming, connecting the dots <laughs> and realizing, yes, this is how we got to to nearly forty year old the forty year old Leonard that exists before us. Um, so mm. yes, thanks guys for for uh, coming on this trip to Slumberland with me. And uh, to all of our listeners, thank you uh, for coming uh, and listening to a, another episode of Monster Dear Monster. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>